Amen. So Genesis 27, we read uh, the entirety of 26 and studied through it last week. And I'm going to pick up in 27 and uh, continue our study. So uh, quick, quick note. If I can get to the email fast enough, I'll talk about it. If not, I'll talk to you about trying to find the email and then not find it. And uh, okay, I do not see that on a um, on a an, on an announcement yet. So I'll have to reach out regarding. A potential men's conference in Orrington uh, in March. Uh, Jen said that she saw something on a board there, and I said I haven't heard anything, and I just wanted to check that. So I'll let you guys know. Um, she'll also keep the ladies, uh, uh, you know, posted on anything. Uh, us guys, we don't have the cool connection that the ladies do with like boom, 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 the text and everybody's in it and. Um, you know all that stuff. Us guys are usually like, oh hey, by the way, you know, <laughs> so. That's really how it is. Maybe it'll get better, hopefully. Um, you know, but we aren't really known as the best communicators usually. So um, we'll see how that goes. So uh, Genesis 27, verse 1. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and uh, said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me a savory food. Uh, make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, uh, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and bring it, uh, and and to bring it. So uh, we start off by the word explaining that Isaac was now old and was blind, and uh, he doesn't know the day of his death, but he thinks it's close. Uh, that's what that's his thought. Um, he's not close. He's got another forty-three years to go, <laughs> so he thinks he's close. And, uh, and he's not quite there. I mean, 43, I'm 43. <laughs> so, I mean, if I look back, oh, I, I, I hope that, you know, you know, I, I can look at my life and go, wow, you know, it has gone by fast, but I mean, that's a long time to lay in bed if you're not dying. Right. So, uh, he's, uh, he's just thinking, Hey, you know what? Maybe he's just having a day. I don't know. Maybe he's at the point, but, um, this is a sad chapter. What we're reading is a very sad chapter. Um, there's a lot to learn uh, from here. There's a lot of dysfunction. There's a lot of lying and deceit in this chapter. Um, and it starts with Isaac and uh, Isaac's rebellion uh, here. And uh, what we see, uh, if you read through, something might have jumped out to you. And uh, it, because if you look at the end of verse 1, it says that he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son, answer uh, and he answered to him, and he says, Behold, I don't know what my death is uh, coming, basically is what he's saying. 
he goes out and, and he says, uh, so he, he calls Esau, his son, and at the end of verse 4 it says, that my soul may bless you before I die. Okay, so we see that something's happening, something's brewing, because uh, there, uh, and we'll talk about it uh, here in a little bit, but um, Isaac is up to something, and uh, his, his death actually isn't recorded until Genesis 35. And if you look, um, Genesis 35, verses 28, 29 says, Now the days of Isaac were 180 years old, so Isaac breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, being old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So Genesis 35 records when he died at 180 years old. So he's calling Esau, and, and he, he, you guys remember, Esau is the outdoor guy, you know. Um, he's, he's the hunter. He wears the camo, you know, all that type of stuff. We discussed that before. And he asks him, he's, because he's a skillful hunter and a man of the field, as Genesis 25 tells us, you know, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. There was a special connection to Esau. Esau was his favorite, and Jacob was his mother's favorite, was Rebecca's favorite. So Isaac seemed to uh, uh, be taking approach here of a final meal, uh, but we know there's a long time for him to go from here. So as he calls his son, uh, he, he, you know, he, he's asking him to make a savory food such as I love, you know, bring it to me that I may eat it and that I may bless you before I die. I die. So Esau left with the intention of fulfilling his daughter, his, his father's request. Um, but, uh, you know, he, uh, um, he knew that his father loved to eat of his kills. Uh, new, uh, the King James Version says venison. Um, you know, go, go get me some venison. Um, we know here that, you know, venison is deer. I don't know if, that, if it, other meats fall into that category or not, but as far as I know, it's only deer. But uh, he wa he wants meat of a of game. You know he doesn't want him to go out and um, you know uh, shoot a crow. You know he wants something good. And uh, his son knows what he likes, so uh, he sends him out because he wants him to eat a special meal. And uh, you know Esau Esau knew that his father uh, loved to eat these things, and you know he knew that he could win his father over with meals when he needed to. I'm sure. You know, and he hey you know dad in between you know the scriptures what we can't see. You know, if we're kind of coloring in, um, I imagine there were some times where Esau, you know, when he needed a favor from dad or whatever, he'd go out and he'd, he'd, he'd get something, you know, he'd get a rabbit and make some stew or, you know, whatever it is. So uh, Esau knew the key to his dad's heart and, um, you know, he's looking forward to, to getting back. He's been sent out and he's looking forward to getting back and, and making the meal and receiving a blessing. Uh, and then there, but there's a problem. Rebecca was listening. <laughs> so <laughs> poor Rebecca. <laughs> Becky, Becky's here. And uh, verse 5 says, Now Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau. And Esau went out to the field to hunt game and, and to bring it. So now Isaac was very aware of the prophecy regarding his sons. If uh, you turn your, your Bibles back a couple chapters, verses twenty three, uh, uh, Genesis 25, verse 23, Genesis 25, verse 23, and we're going to read through 26. It says, And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Remember, she's worried. There's a lot of wrestling going on in her belly. And she goes, if, if all is well, you know, and she's got these questions. So she goes and inquires of the Lord. And uh, says, uh, um, And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. 
one people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled uh, for her to give birth, indeed, they, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. And he was like uh, he was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Isaac was 60 years uh, when she bore them. So uh, what's happening here? That scripture specifically says that the older shall serve the younger. So Isaac has got a plan in mind that, hey, between me and Esau, I'm going to have him go out, get this game, and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you your blessing. And uh, it's it's not like he forgot. You know, there's uh, a difference between the two. You know, one of them is his favorite. The other one's his wife's favorite. So as he's calling them, uh, he, he has a plan. So verse 6 says, So Rebecca, because she just heard it, spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me savory food, make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Now, uh, go now to the flock and bring uh, bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. So the game of favorites is in full swing here. And, uh, um, you know, we discussed this a few weeks ago, and this is now about to take a very serious and steep downward spiral um, as things uh, digress or progress, however you want to, to look at it. And uh, what we see at the end of this chapter is that nobody could trust anybody. It's kind of one of those where they're, yeah, everybody's kind of looking and I've got this ally, I've got this ally, and you got wife against husband, brother against brother. It's, it's just a mess is what's happening. It may uh, spark a familiar verse to you from Mark 3, verse 25. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. This was very much a, a divided house. And as we'll, we're see, already seeing now and as we progress, through this chapter, we'll see division in this home. This, uh, this was very much like a divided house like Jesus was speaking of. And, you know, look at the result. You know, Isaac was more concerned with a meal than he was following God's plan. And, uh, you know, there, we can, we can, uh, there's evidence there of a spiritual decline that has happened in his life. Uh, he was one that would be known to go out and meditate in the field and uh, and to seek the Lord's face. And now here he is at the end of his days, and uh, he knows the scripture. I mean, he, he knows the prophecy uh, regarding his sons, that the younger was uh, to serve the, uh, that the older was to serve the, the uh, younger. And he's, he's getting ready to try to uh, try to usurp God's plans. And uh, so Isaac is in a spot right now where things aren't well uh, with him. And, you know, Rebecca um, didn't let God settle this. Uh, she uh, took the matter into her own hands and, and uh, she makes uh, her son a liar and uh, deceives her husband. 
is what we're seeing uh, develop here because she's she's starting to put this plan in motion. So uh, she's she's saying, hey, uh, I, we're gonna. This is what's happening. Your dad wants to do this. Go get me some game and bring it back and 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 uh, you know go get me these things and and once you get them back, I'll take care of these things. And you know she gives Jacob a command to go get the choice goats and. Uh, she'll make a meal that he loves, and and uh, then you can take it to your father. He'll eat it, and then he'll bless you. So that's her plan. So his plan is to bless Esau. Her plan is to deceive her husband, have her son lie to him and deceive him, and uh, and to uh, take the blessing that we know belonged to Jacob all all along. Just if you look at uh, Genesis twenty five, verse eleven says, and J <clears throat> Jacob said to Rebekah. His mother, look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him. <laughs> and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, let your curse be upon me, my son. Only obey my voice and go get them before me. So Jacob starts thinking this through after his mom uh, delivers the plan to him. And, uh, you know, he realized his brother, who's literally named Harry. Okay, so, you know, you think of, as this gets described here, she starts talking about a very hairy man. Remember the 80s Teen Wolf? That's this guy. You know, he, he's covered in hair. You know, he's so hairy, right? That is mom, the 80s kids. Yeah, right? So, uh, Michael J. Fox movie. And, uh, you know, he turns into some werewolf and he's got hair all over him. You know, that you think of this guy. He's so hairy that, that when this problem gets, uh, gets uh, you know, brought up to Rebecca, she says, go out and get, the, you know, I'm going to use the skin of the goats and we're going to basically, it'd be today in, in Maine, what would we do? Duct tape it onto you, right? You know, put some duct tape on there here, and they're going to put it on the back of his neck, and uh, they're going to, that's a hairy dude. You know, goat's hair. You ever felt goat's hair? It's coarse and everything, thick. I mean, that's a hairy guy, and uh, I, that's, it is what it is, and you got, you know, him, and, and then you've got the guy that, <laughs> sorry, I can't, he, he might shop at him Bath and Body Works or something. I don't know. He's a smooth-skinned guy, it says, right? You know, so you, you got Teen Wolf and, and this guy and, and uh, um, you know, one smooth skinned and the other's just covered in hair. And uh, so he br he's bringing that up. Mom, you, you sound like you got a great plan here, but have you forgotten the fact that I'm smooth skinned and, and he's awful hairy? You know, he's so hairy, you named him Harry. That's his name, Harry. You know, so, I mean, this is, you know, a pretty obvious thing. And um, so he brings that up and he says, perhaps my father will feel me and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him. No, man, you are a deceiver. <laughs> Jacob is a deceiver. And uh, he just doesn't want, he doesn't want that name attached to him is what he's really worried about. He doesn't want his dad to find him out. So he doesn't want to get caught. That's really what it is. Because he doesn't say, no, I don't want to do that wrong to my father, does he? He's not saying that. He's saying, what, what do we do about this? He's hairy, I'm not. And if I get caught, you know, I'm going to seem like a deceiver, mom. And then he's going to curse me instead of blessing me. And uh, so it's it's just a mess. And, you know, Jacob, if the shoe fits, buddy, um, you know, wear it. And, uh, you know, he's he's about to trick his blind father into blessing him. You know, that that's a deceiver. That's a liar. And uh, he uh, it, so he's just telling his mom and his mom's answer isn't, oh, you're right. Maybe we shouldn't do that. His mom's answer is like, no, 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 no. Just go ahead and do it. 
Let your curse be upon me. Just go ahead and listen to me. Uh, obey my voice and go get them. That's not godly advice. You know, you, you think of, of how the scripture tells us in Psalm 1 that we're supposed to take counsel from godly people. This is not a, a woman that's acting godly at all. You know, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, right? This is bad, bad stuff that's happening here. She's deceiving her husband. I imagine at dinner time they're probably all smiling and you know everything, you know, at times. Of course, he's in his bed thinking he's dying. He's 40 years away from it. But, you know, he, there's that... That, you know, everybody's kind of floating around the house. And, you know, when Esau gets back, that a little bit further ahead, I'm sure there's kind of some fake smiles. Hey, how's it going today? You know, and, you know, chopping and kind of looking over the show. There's a lot going on here. Uh, and uh, there's, uh, it, here she is. And instead of those two saying, wow, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't try to trick your dad. Uh, they, uh, they the, the plan continues. Verse 14. And he went and got them and brought them. To his mother, and his mother made savory food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were uh, in her in uh, which which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. So you got to hand it to her. This is a well-thought-out plan. She's been very thorough in her in her plan. Um, that uh, She's thinking, okay, there's this. Okay, there's that. I mean, she's, she's gone about it. She knows times of the essence. So she sends him out and sends him out. He goes and gets them. She starts making a meal. Oh, hey, you know, I'm just going to skin this thing. Kind of a dark chapter. I mean, this, this woman's like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll just take the skin of the goat and, you know, tape it to you and you'll be, you'll be good to go, Jake. You know, we'll be all set. And, uh, you know, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty, she, this, this woman means business and, uh, she's got a, she's got a well thought out plan. It's a wrong one. Um, but, uh, it's a well thought out plan and it's a, a plan of, uh, you know, it's a wicked one. It's full of deception, uh, you know, but it was well thought out. And so Jacob heeds the voice of his mother and uh, moves forward with this plan. And uh, she makes the meal and, and notice that she grabs his choice clothes that were with her. So Esau's choice clothes. So she's got access to him. Remember, Esau's a married man. He's got two wives. and They, um, <clears throat> excuse me. She still has access to his clothes, whether they lived in the same house or, or what. Uh, so she grabs Esau's clothes and uh, puts the goat skins on the back of uh, Jacob's hands and on the back of his neck. And just think about it. Kind of step back and like, what did Jacob look like? Like you know, somebody like a servant around the house sees him dressed in Esau's clothes. You know, he's got dead skin on it, dead skins on his hand. And he just kind of walk around and don't ask any questions. You know, what was the setting like? What did he look like? I'm guessing he looked kind of ridiculous, didn't he? You know, I mean, they didn't have this this great way. It's not like she's this, you know, Hollywood uh, makeup artist and and uh, and all these things and being able to. Okay, now you're good, and you know, get all the fake skin and all that stuff. I mean, they're just like taping things on and and uh, just putting things on there as much as they could and. Uh, must have looked a little ridiculous, but she puts them there, and uh, this makes me kind of think of a weird, like Halloween, Christmas 
costume. You know, he, it's choice clothes and and dead animals. I don't I don't know how you put those two things together, but it's choice clothes and dead animals uh, together is kind of a weird thing. But uh, you know, she gives him a meal and and uh, tells him sends him on his way uh, to go carry out the plan. Verse eighteen says, "So he went out. So he went to his father and said, My father.'" He said to him, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau. That's a lie. Uh, you're firstborn, and I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord brought it to me. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch, right? Verse 18, he goes into his dad and, you know, hey, hey, dad, you know, I'm back. And uh, it, it, there, what we'll see here very soon is he forgot to try to disguise his voice. And uh, Jacob said to his father, I am es Esau, your firstborn. He's not Esau. He's not the firstborn. And he didn't just do as he told him. He's acting like Esau. He's deceiving his father. And he says, please arise, sit, and eat of my game. It's not his game. He stole it from the yard and brought it in, and uh, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, Isaac's catching on to something here. You know, that that that, that came in uh, very quickly. You know, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, I, I walked right out, and this deer just, it was right there, right? You know, it just walked right up to me, the front, front. I, I didn't even get a chance to pull the, pull the arrow out. It just laid down and asked me to gut it, you know, and, and that was it. That dad, you know, is actually pretty, pretty good. I mean, uh, he's, he's, this is, he's smooth about this, but he's not that smooth. You know, he, he's, he hasn't really thought out what am I going to do here and here. Can you imagine being the one that's about to walk into your blind father's room and, you know, about to deceive him and try to take advantage of his blindness? You know, like, like here I go. I got my ridiculous costume on and I got some good smelling food. I'm going to go in and deceive dad. And, uh, you know, uh, Jacob is uh, starts right out as soon as he gets in there lying and uh, he's he's outright asking for the blessing. Yeah, hey, remember that blessing? Remember that blessing? He has, he, Jacob didn't, it didn't hear this. He knows because his mom heard it and she came and she said what, what they heard. So when he went in there, he repeated what, because Isaac thought it was just he and Esau in there. So when, uh, when, when he has that, he's going, oh, well, so he doesn't really have a reason to question. He's like, oh, it's just me and Esau in here. And, um, but then something pops in his mind. He's like, that was really quick. How did that happen? You know, and and uh, oh, and and what is the response? Jacob now involves the Lord in his deceit. What he's really doing, if you look at the scripture, he's taking the name of the Lord in vain. This is taking the name of the Lord in vain. You know, oftentimes it's only thought of as a swear word, which is disrespecting the name of the Lord, but actually ascribing the name of the Lord to us or to what we're doing uh, if we're not actually uh, you know, honoring the Lord and we're using his name to benefit, benefit ourselves, that's taking the name of the Lord in vain. So he's breaking uh, a, 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 a future commandment and law, but uh, you know, what a way to do it, to involve the Lord in your deceit. You know, he it just just came out of him. Ah, oh, God, God was with me. 
You know, the the Lord the Lord brought it to me. Lord, your God brought. So he's over spiritualizing it. What he's saying is this thing just floated right to his hands, right? Or just walked in the house, or whatever it is. But he's saying, oh, the Lord, the Lord. You know, that's that's uh, just a, a different level of wickedness that's happening right here. You know, he, he when he's involving um, the Lord because it's a lie. It's a lie all along. But he literally went out and got those goats by his own self, by his own works, grabs them, brings them to his mom. She takes care of everything and, and makes the food from them. You know, that it's, it's a lie through and through what's happening here. And he's tied the name of the Lord to it. You know, I've, I've said it before, but if you ever watch cops, you watch any of these things, the more the person is, I swear, up and down, they're swearing. I swear by my blah, 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 blah. I swear, God, it wasn't me. You know, blah, 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 blah. it wasn't me. And every time they do that, it's it's just they're they are guilty, guilty, guilty. And you see the video, and it's it's them, you know, with the you know smiley t-shirt on or whatever, and and everybody else got black t-shirts on. This guy's got a yellow t-shirt with a big smiley face or whatever it is. Definitely wasn't me. That wasn't you. Nope, wasn't me. Now that, okay, what do, what do we do about all the drugs we found in your pocket? Yeah, these are my cousin's pants, right? But they, they love to tie God to it. Like, oh, you'd respect it if I said, oh, you know, uh, you know, I swear on my mom's, I swear to God is what they'll say. Okay, well, let's bring them to the scripture. You know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Shouldn't be swearing. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, that'll get a jolt out of them. But Jacob doesn't have a problem bringing the Lord in uh, to his deception. And that's a, a massive problem. That should uh, never be the case. Verse 21. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. So we see here that Isaac wasn't sold, you know, based on what we know that Isaac knows. He's trying to bless Esau. That's what he's, he's really trying to do. He's trying to make sure Esau is his favorite, and it's he's the one that feeds his flesh. And uh, he he wants to take uh, partake of this meal, and he's all excited to partake this meal, but there's still something going on. And uh, he wants to bless Esau, but he... he uh, he's just not sold that it is Esau. And, and uh, you know, he knows that the Lord said uh, that the blessing was going to go with Jacob. So rather than blessing Jacob, he's still trying to go around and do his own thing. So he notices, as we uh, already discussed, that the voice is Jacob's voice. But he touches the hands, and the hands feel like goat skin. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, as we said, that's disturbing of how hairy the guy was. He didn't have control over it. That's, you know, that's how he got his name. And uh, when the, the deeper question, when he's really concerned, are you really my son Esau? 
Are you really my son Esau? You know, Isaac you know, thinks all oh, this is all happening between he and Esau. He doesn't know that Rebekah heard him and that Rebekah did this whole plan up and everything. But something still doesn't seem right to him. And, uh, you know, Jacob completes the, the deception, brings him the meal. He eats of it. He drinks of the wine. And uh, verse 26 says, then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. So after he eats, uh, he's got everything there, and he says, you know, come here and, and kiss me, my son. It makes you think, as he's eating, he wants one last, he, he wants one last confirmation that it's, this is his son. So they've thought out this plan so much so that they've got Esau's clothes on him. And it's not, I mean, I don't know that, that Esau would have been the guy walking in the mall that a bunch of girls would have been turning their heads over. He's hairy and he smells like a field. You know, that's not necessarily the guy, you know, he's not wearing the special cologne or, or anything like that. I mean, it, it says here, and he came near and kissed him and he smelled the clothes, uh, smelled the smell of the clothing and blessed him. Surely the smell of my son uh, is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. So he smells like a field, you know, and, and uh, what, what does that smell? Does it smell like flowers? I don't know. He's a hunter. Uh, so, you know, does the field smell like, you know, uh, it, I, I don't know. I, I just, there's all kinds of different fields. But uh, he's saying here uh, of the field which the Lord has blessed. So he goes into the blessing and uh, he gets very, uh, um, very deep about his blessing. There's another one coming, though. And uh, um, this this well-executed dece uh, deceitful plan worked. And um, Jacob had already traded, you know, a bowl of stew for uh, Esau's birthright. Esau, but he didn't, he, we'll see here. We'll get into this a little bit more. Uh, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. But uh, uh, so he's already got the birthright. And, um, you know, Esau traded it. Uh, in his fleshly desire and short-sightedness, he traded it away. Um, uh, Genesis 25 says that he despised his birthright. It says it, it, right in there, he despised his birthright. He didn't. He didn't count it as uh, anything that was uh, special to him. And and when we went through Genesis 25, we talked about that same mindset being in the prodigal son, who's the younger one and knew he was only going to get a third of what his dad had. So he just says, hey, dad, give me my third. I'm out of here. And he goes and wastes it, right? That same mindset, you know, hey, what good is, uh, you know, my birthright to me if I don't, uh, you know, just being super dramatic. And uh, he despises his birthright. And uh, now uh, Jacob uh, has received the blessing of the firstborn. And uh, this blessing here, uh, this is uh, not anything that should have 
been a surprise to anybody. As we spoke about Genesis 25, 23, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. We, we discussed that a couple weeks ago. We've already read it even uh, here this evening. But that blessing that, that, that Isaac was trying to give to Esau went to the younger son, as it was uh, foretold. Now his blessing says, Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of, uh, of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. It's quite a blessing. Those are those. That's quite a word, a blessing to proclaim uh, to your son. You know that that nations would bow down, and that the sons of your mother would uh, would be serving, and that they would be that you would be master over the nations, and your your mother's sons would bow down. And then curses everyone who curses you and blesses everyone who blesses you. So, you know, what he doesn't know is that he's kind of tying his own hands because after he finds out all this, he can't go back and try to bless Isaac, uh, bless, uh, you know, uh, try to, sorry, curse I. my goodness. He can't go back and try to curse Jacob. Uh, it, it's He's already proclaimed the blessing on him. And uh, it, this, was, uh, this was now set. Verse 30, now it happened... As, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Now, I wonder if he's like been like ran over to the dressing room real quick and you know ripping off all this stuff because he's got his brother's clothes on. It'd be really weird. So it's, it, it, what we're seeing here is it's almost like one's coming in one door and one's going out the other. It says he scarcely stepped away. Uh, so came from his hunting. Verse 31, uh, he also made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of your son's game that his soul may bless me, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate of all, I ate all of it before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. Here we go. Plot thickens. Things get you know a little bit, oh, quite a bit deeper here. And uh, you know, as these two are going, it's a very close call here. And um, we know that uh, Jacob will soon be on the run. He's soon going to be out of here. That soon his sin will be found out. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something the scripture tells us. Numbers uh, 32, 23 says, But if you do not do so, then take note, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure that your sin uh, will, will find you out. And there's uh, you know, a whole different backstory there. But the, that last note, be sure that your sin will find you out, the scripture tells us. So Isaac's immediately confused when Esau comes in because the Esau no doubt is excited. He's gone out. He, he uh, gets the game. He comes back and he's like, ah, going to get the blessing. After all, I know the, 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 the prophecy told this way here, but, it, you know, me and dad got something worked out here. So, uh, you know, he goes out and he, he's coming back. He's all excited. And uh, 
he uh, he's he's preparing the meal. He he gets excited, brings it into his dad, and hey, dad, look what I got for you. And he goes in, and and uh, and when he comes in, he says, uh, you know, let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. You know, that's what he wanted. He wanted he wanted that blessing. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He said, I am your son, your firstborn Isaac uh, Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly. So, you know, quite confused, uh, you know, why, you know, as, as, you, as he comes in, he's got the food and he's asking him, he's like, why are you confused, dad? Maybe he's worried about it. Maybe his dad didn't remember or whatever. So he's trying to figure all this out. And he's like, you know, I'm your firstborn and, and everything. And uh, maybe, maybe dad's struggling with his memory. Maybe, maybe that's what's happening here. And uh, he tells him, I'm your son, your firstborn, Esau. Remember, we just made this deal. And, uh, and you sent me out. And, uh, you know, his confusion, as we see here, quickly turns uh, to grief. And uh, we see that Isaac trembles exceedingly. He's an old blind man. And uh, he knew that the prophecy regarding his son had come true. And what he tried to do fell through. You know, there, there, this is a heavy thing. Isaac knew the promise. He knew it, and he's trying to give that blessing to Esau, his favorite. Remember, this is a much divided house, and Isaac is is here, and he he's uh, the plan has fallen apart, and now uh, he realizes he couldn't get past God. When you consider all that he was trying to do, he knew that the blessing belonged to Jacob all along, but uh, Esau was his favorite. Esau was his boy. If you notice some of these things, uh, as you, as you read through, that the as they're discussing, as they're being brought up, um, even in the King James version, uh, you'll you'll see that it's uh, I saw uh, Isaac and his son Esau, and Rebecca and her son Jacob. It goes even to that. This house is so so divided, and this this is my favorite. This is my favorite that that it's actually describing them as his son and her son. That they've gotten to that to that point. So uh, he's he's now at this point, and he tells Esau what happened. And uh, you know, Jacob. He says that that Jacob shall be blessed, and Jacob was blessed. Uh, Hebrews eleven twenty says, "By faith, uh, Isaac blessed." Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. And uh, there are more blessings coming as we're reading uh, further ahead. But this is actually even listed uh, in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. Verse 34, when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me. Me also, oh my father. So this isn't like if you're reading through it. I mean, this guy's screaming it out, you know, with that desperation. And he's, what I can imagine, just dropping down. This strong man, this guy, prideful guy, is just brought to nothing. And he's, he's just saying, oh Lord, please, Father, please bless me with anything. Uh, but he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you got 
Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master. And all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. This guy is just howling. He's going through so much right now. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. But your sure, your, by, uh, sorry, by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. So this this got violent fast, and it got very emotional fast. As soon as he comes in and, and the, the food is there, it doesn't say what happened to the food. I'm wondering if he even dropped the food. And it just broke, everything broke and dropped onto the floor. It's not like he's like, oh, I got to make sure I don't, you know, spill the bowl here. You know, he, he is just so broken. He's beside himself here. And, and, and he's, he's trying to bless his father. And he's um, now at the point where he's just screaming to his dad, just, oh, have you, have you reserved even one blessing? And, you know, he's feeling this. And, and uh, this is a man that, as we've studied uh, already, uh, we know that he's a man ruled by his flesh and a, he's an, an earthly man. And, and he's these these tears that he's crying are, are of uh, they're selfish tears of frustration that, that that he's that he's he's crying here. And in desperation, he's begging his father for a blessing. And he's told that your brother already came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And what's Esau's response? What a perfect name for the guy. He supplanted me twice. You call him supplanter, and you got Harry, and then you got heel hook guy. Remember the, the heel snatcher, and uh, you know he, he's you've, you've already uh, you you named him perfectly. So they both got named appropriately, apparently. You know, and really, what we can look at, right? You know, and uh, so they did. And he says he has taken away my my birthright. That's wrong. That's wrong. He gave away his birthright. He traded it. He's like, I don't care about the birthright. It doesn't matter. I'm about to die. Give me some stew. So for him, in his emotion, trying to blame his brother for his stupid decision is what he's really doing. Oh, dad, he's taking it from me. You know, and, and it, 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 he despised it. Even uh, we talked about it before in Genesis 25, 34 says that Esau despised his birthright. And, and then he says, and now look, uh, he has taken away my blessing. So Esau is still begging for some sort of favor or, or blessing from Isaac. And he says, have you not reserved a blessing for me? And he says, I've made him your master. And all of his brethren I have given, uh, to, given him as servants with grain and wine. I have sustained him. You know, what shall I do for you, my son? Uh, have you, have you, and he just starts crying. Have you only one blessing? Bless me. Oh, you know, bless me, Father. And he's, he's still crying out. And, and uh, he lifted up his voice and he wept. And then Isaac gives him uh, this blessing here. And, and he says uh, that that he would give, um, that he would 
be blessed by the uh, the fatness of the earth, the dew of the heaven. He tells him that he's going to live by the sword. He's going to be a man of war. And uh, we fast forward a little bit, uh, 20 years, uh, when uh, Jacob's leaving uh, Laban's house, spoiler alert, and uh, he's coming back. And he wants to come back uh, and, and uh, meet up with his dad. And as he's, as he's coming back, He's met by Esau, and he ends up dividing up the family and everything. And Esau is—he's living by the sword. You know this guy, and here's Jacob. He's just been serving his his, his father-in-law for uh, for all these years, for twenty years. And he sees his brother, and he's like, "That dude is not a guy I want to mess with." You know, and you know they've been living by the sword. No doubt, he's heard the stories. You know, living by the sword, they're out, and that's that's how they're 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 living. They don't have. They're not living in the palace. They're not any of these. They're they're living a hard hard life. And uh, he says, "You're going to serve your brother, and you'll become restless and break away from his yoke." And uh, consider the man of Esau, as where these blessings are being poured out. And uh, Hebrews twelve verses sixteen and seventeen. We studied this two weeks ago, um, but uh, the Lord uh, is saying in Hebrews. 12, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews is writing, and we'll pick up in 16, says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of bread sold his birthright. It wasn't stolen. It wasn't like his little frail brother came and overpowered him and took it. He gave it away because he was stupid. Uh, for uh, you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. They were seeing it right now. He's he's just oh, whatever. You know what what can happen here? So the birthright's gone. The blessing is gone, and uh, he's he's uh, trying to uh, trying to make sense of this all. And and uh, it, but we see that as as Hebrews describes that there were, he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. So at the end of the passage we were just reading, Esau hates his brother and, uh, and wants to kill him. And uh, they, uh, his heart, the, the heart of Esau, if you, if you examine it, was not right between he and God or he and man. When God says he's a, he's a, profane, and, um, uh, a profane man, or uh, in a fornicator, those aren't like that's not a, a you know you don't want to have that as your as your title you know if you're a boxer you're getting called out you know hey, and we have the profane and fornicating man you know coming out nobody that's not like a a, a a title that he wants and but that's what he has because that's who he is you know the Lord is uh, that's that's not what you want to have uh, you know on the back of your shirt or whatever. So he's not in right standing with God, and he's not right in, in right standing with his fellow man. And it might sound familiar with, uh, with uh, to us uh, from our study in Genesis four with Cain, uh, that uh, you know he's he's not in right standing with God, and he hates his brother and wants to kill him. He's got that same thing going on right here. So uh, we know that later uh, in Genesis we'll read that the Lord does end up blessing him, that, that even though he didn't get the main blessing from his father, his, his father just told him, hey, you know, you, you are going to be blessed. There are, there's, something's going to come in your life. This isn't the end of your life right now. Uh, and we see that not only that, but over time his heart changes and he missed his brother. Uh, but but right now, all he wants to do is kill his brother. He's just he's enraged, wants to take his brother out. Verse forty-two. In the words of Esau, 
her older son. So you see that? The words of Esau, her older son. We're told to Rebecca. So uh, she sent uh, to her and called her son, uh, her younger, Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself uh, concerning you by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Hey, Jacob, think about doing that before. But anyways, uh, arise, flee to uh, flee to my brother Laban in Haran. And stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. And then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of both of you, uh, of you both in one day? And uh, Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary uh, of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are uh, of the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? So, uh, you, you know, God foretold of, of uh, what was going to happen throughout uh, what we had just read of the blessing that was supposed to come to Jacob. Um, and we see, excuse me, that that uh, this favoritism of the uh, the parents uh, led to the destruction of relationships and led to hatred between the brothers. I mean, these two that are are, are supposed to be um, you know, overseeing the family are have failed terribly here. And uh, Rebecca says to her son, hey, go to my brother's uh, house. This is all going to pass in a couple days. Just go hang out at my brother's house there. After this stuff passes and everything, you can come back and I'll send and I'll get you. She didn't realize that will be the last time she sees him. He's gone for 20 years and she dies before he comes back. For the last time, you know, and all she did was build, you know, lead him into lying and deceiving and then sending him away and she never got to see him again. It's a tragedy. And don't things get interesting when he gets to old Uncle Laban's house, right? There's a lot here. There's a lot that we're, that we're building up to here. So she's sending him away thinking she's protecting him. And he is uh, um, getting, oh, thank you. Man. And uh, he is uh, going to heed the voice of his mother. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he wants it to, to go listen to her. And, and he, so he goes away. And uh, uh, she goes to her husband then and says, I'm weary of my life. You know, so, okay, now that I've already deceived you. So she now is going to, to talk to, to Isaac and says, you know, I'm, I'm weary of my life. Because of the daughters of Heth. And, uh, you know, she, she says, you know, if Jacob takes a, a wife of the daughters of Heth, let these uh, daughters, uh, these who are the daughters of the land, you know, what good will my life be to me? Now, remember that Esau's, uh, Esau's um, I almost said daughters, wives are, uh, are grieved to them. You know, they're a great grief to them and they're not a blessing to them at all. And so what she does is she goes in and plays, uh, you know, plays her husband again. It's like, hey, uh, let's just uh, let's just take him and get him out of here. I don't, I don't want one of these daughters. Send him away uh, to my brother, and, and uh, that that he might find his wife there. Verse one of twenty-eight says, then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him, and charged him and said to him, you shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise and go to Padan Aram, or Padan Aram. Uh, however you want to look at it, uh, to the house of Bethuel 
your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, uh, your mother's brother. And may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land which in which you were a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent uh, Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, uh, the son of Bethuel the Syrian, uh, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. So Isaac had the authority to pass along this blessing. This was this was the blessing of Abraham. So he would have that that blessing that he wanted to uh, to give to um, Esau that went to Isaac. Uh, was uh, we talked about the two blessings that they were given. This one here is the the Abrahamic covenant that he's talking about. Isaac had the authority to pass it along, and and he did. You know, God gave him that, and it now what we see is that he's finally just submitting to God's will, and he's blessing him as he's supposed to give him. And Isaac calls Jacob, and I imagine at that moment Jacob might have probably wasn't looking forward to walking in to see Dad. You know, I, we don't know. You know, but it's as this is all brewing and everything, he's got to go back into dad's, you know, dad's room. And, uh, you know, you know, was it like getting called to the principal's office? I don't I don't know. But, you know, uh, he gets right to the blessing. And uh, uh, right before the blessing, he gives the the command that uh, you shall not take of the, the daughters of Canaan. And um, he, he tells him that he's got to go to Uncle Laban's house and marry one of his daughters and um that first blessing was a general blessing, and this is the the blessing of the Abrahamic uh, covenant, and uh, that it had gone from Abraham to Isaac, and now uh, that blessing was to follow Jacob. Verses three and four, uh, the Lord, uh, uh, what He says is, uh, "May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples." and and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So this is this is it. This is the big one. That land was given to Abraham by God. It was promised to him. And uh, Isaac is now bestowing that blessing on his son. And he says, which which God gave to Abraham. It belongs to Israel, regardless of what happens in the news and how vilified uh, Israel has been. It's right there in the scripture that God gave them the land in which Israel is uh, is even standing now. Verse 6, Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram and, uh, to uh, take himself a wife from there. And that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padanaram. Also, Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, uh, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajath, uh, to be his wife in addition to the wives that he had. So, um, you know, Esau here is uh, still maybe trying to, to get one more blessing from his dad. 
you know, and, and saying, hey, you know what? You're going to send him away. I'm going to go find my own wife. He goes and finds this third wife. Now, I was thinking of this third wife, and I, I wonder how much of an accessory she must have felt like. Uh, I don't imagine that, that he really had a whole lot of love in his heart for this woman. He just kind of went out and said, hey, Jacob's been told to get a wife. I'm just going to go get another. Like This guy's collecting wives. This is his third one. And um, and uh, I don't imagine that there was this love story of, hey, you know, I was out just skipping rocks one day and look who came out of the thicket. And, you know, she's right there. You know, it was pretty much a, hey, I need a wife. You come over here. Let's make a business agreement with your dad. And um, you know, you'll be my wife and everything. And uh, it just doesn't scream to me that he was all, all excited uh, to, um, uh, to have this woman. And, and uh, it, it just, uh, you know, what we've just read in, in 27 and 28 is uh, this is a, you know, if you, if you just consider verse 28, uh, sorry, chapter 27, a pretty disappointing day, pretty tragic day. Uh, of of what's happening, you know, you you it ends with Jacob on the run. Uh, you know, he got he was blessed uh, uh, by his father, and Esau is bitter and murderous, and uh, you know, Rebecca has deceived her husband, and I, uh, Isaac is trying to circumvent the will of the Lord and um, and have his own plan. And you know, uh, this is uh, what we see uh, being described here. Uh, as we're reading, is that there's a rejection of God's word, and they're trying to scheme things, and um, they're they're all going around each other's back. Hey, you got this guy. Hey, go out and get the food and everything. And hey, your brother's doing this, and let's get you all in a costume and let's go do all these things. And you know what we see ultimately is that, that God's will was still accomplished. You know, regardless of the chaos and dysfunction that's happening here uh you know it doesn't mean that we can just go do anything and just say oh you know i can just do whatever god's gonna make he's gonna clean it all up you know that's not the great look how much that that it ripped them apart you know rebecca never saw her favorite son anymore you know sent him away thought it was for a couple days 20 years later she's already gone and out of the picture you know these brothers are split apart they missed 20 years of each other's lives you know, Isaac loses his son for 20 years. You know, this, this is, there's a lot of devastation that came from this. There's a lot of you know, suffering and hurt and heartache and separation that, that's happened here because of all these people trying to do their own will rather than submitting to the will of the Lord. That's, that's the, the problem that's happening here. And, you know, this family went in the direction that those that were put in charge of it were leading them. Isaac and, and, and Rebecca were being, uh, you know, trying to go around each other, weren't even trusting each other. And Isaac's trying to pull off this deal with his son without her knowing. She's trying to, uh, trying to deceive him, and she does, and it's just, it's awful. But where did the family go? Exactly where the leaders led it. You know, they're the ones that are responsible for it. Are Isaac and Esau, you know, innocent and all, but absolutely not. Esau wants to kill his brother, um, uh, sorry, Jacob and Esau. And, uh, you know, Jacob uh, was right in line. It wasn't like he's going, hey, something's wrong here. You know, this doesn't seem like it's right. We shouldn't be uh, you know, deceiving dad. We shouldn't be lying with God's name attached to it. All those things. Now, they're the leaders of the family. They, you know, they're supposed to be leading in integrity and leading uh, while they're in submission to God's will. You know, a good leader is going to be one that can follow. You know, the, those are the best leaders, the ones that are able to follow. If uh, if not, then you're going to see somebody that's not easy to follow themselves. 
you know, another lesson to learn here is uh, don't things don't do things through selfish ambition and deceit. Pretty clear. However, the Christian church <laughs> has been caught doing uh, you know stupid things like this all the time with selfish ambition and deceit. You know, just just think of all the 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 the, the heretical pastors that are out there, the ones that are stealing from their churches. How much deceit and and how much uh, you know lying and selfish ambition is there? There should be a considering of others, you know, being more important than ourselves. That selflessness there, you know. The problem is, is that nobody's honoring the word of God, and uh, they should be uh, in submission to it rather than rebelling against it. the The word was very clear in Genesis twenty five that the older shall serve the younger, and then there's this little circumventing, and there's all this mess. It's just a mess. However, man is not more powerful than God. And God told them it was going to happen. Maybe not the way they thought it was going to happen, but guess what? It was all, uh, it was all, it wasn't outside. It's not like we can strip things out of God's hands and say, I'm going to take care of this. The Lord knows what's going to happen beginning to end. And he says, this is going to happen right here. And it does. It's not outside, you know, God's power. It's not like, you know, God's sovereign plan can be thrown off by, you know, another bowl of stew, right? Isn't it funny the, what happened over food? And this family over food, right? One's whining about, oh, he stole the birthright and everything. And the other one, you know, going into dad, you know, deceiving his dad because of a bowl of food and then, you know, a plate of food. And then the other one comes in and finds out everything because he's got food in his hand. And it's just, it's all, you know, there's, there's no, no inclination of a spiritual, uh, you know, of a, a, a spiritual overtone in that house. It's all just, oh, we're just living in the flesh. Oh, I guess we'll tie God to it when we need to and everything. Maybe they were at the point where, hey, I'll go to church on Sunday, uh, on, uh, you know, for uh, for Easter Sunday, you know, Resurrection Sunday. That's that's when we'll, we'll go to church. Everybody's going to get up. We're going to get up early. We're going to church, right? Maybe that's the, the point where they were getting to. I don't know. But I do know there was a lot of compromise happening. There was a lot of selfishness happening. Pretty sad, pretty sad, but very interesting. You know, there's a lot to learn uh, from each of these people here and their own uh, different uh, points of view and everything. So let's pray. Lord, there's a, uh, there are a lot of lessons here for us. and uh, Help us to be people of integrity. Lord, that uh, we would honor your word in our lives and that it would be what leads us, that we would submit to your word rather than rebelling against it, trying to go about our own plans and just to think of the gymnastics these all had to had to go through to try to make this work. And it all fell apart. And it was all evidence of a house divided. And Lord, you even said a house divided against itself cannot stand. And, and we see the tragedy that happened in that home. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you are more powerful than sinful man. That we can trust in you and trust in your word. And help us to and, and uh, help us to uh, follow you and to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Grace and peace to you.